Hey everyone, welcome back to the pod. It's just me, Bridget, today. I will be recording a solo episode a little bit on my journey and where this all started. To be honest, I haven't, I don't think, ever gone so far back in my past to identify some of the kind of first stages of healing. And I'm talking about my physical health here. It's funny because, you know, I don't really talk that much about food or nutrition um, or the health issues I dealt with when I was younger, but they really were the doorway for me to so, so much understanding. So we're in for a little journey today, um, all the way back to when I was in middle school. (laughs) And now my work is all about, you know, making people feel comfortable, bringing community together, um, helping us be seen for who we really are, kind of the non-traditional ways of living. And this whole health episode for me allowed me to see things in this way. It was truly the doorway and the gateway. And this conversation isn't really about like what worked for me because I think that our bodies are all different. And to be honest, I don't even remember. It wasn't one thing. There was not one aha moment where I was like, this fixed me. Um, Truly, it was more of a mindset shift of like, I can heal and, you know, I'm no longer going to be the victim. So we'll, we'll talk about that. As I was preparing to record this episode, I asked my mom, I said, when did I first have any kind of like health issues? And we kind of stood there for a moment and she was like, it was seventh or eighth grade. Um, From a young age, I dealt with a very compromised, weakened immune system. And in seventh grade, there probably was something before this. I want to say staph infections, like of my my skin. Um, but I got parasites. I got pinworms. I'm not going to go into the details of what that is. If you need to look that up, you are more than welcome. But I was in seventh or eighth grade and dealing with something that was truly horrifying and embarrassing. And the the health journey just kind of continued. I was so embarrassed, I think, to be honest about what was happening with my body, Um, even to my mom. And she was so, so open and so understanding about it. But it was very, very challenging. I was looking back at all my medical records also. So really, Lyme's disease is the the central cord to this entire story. And Lyme's disease is something that is not really known that, they don't really know that much about it. Um, they say you can fix it with the antibiotics and it'll never come back, but I had the opposite effect. I know many, many people in my personal family have had the opposite effect. And actually someone, one of our, our Lyme specialists in New Jersey, she is starting to look into how this affects, um, families genetically because like my entire family has dealt with this kind of stuff. So, you know, I was diagnosed with leaky gut, which basically means it's like a pretty way of saying, um, your digestion is very off. I had dysbiosis of the gut, which means there's an imbalance in the the gut bacteria, the gut microbiome. I had yeast infections all the time, Epstein-Barr, mono, pneumonia, 
something called vulvodynia, which is just pain in the vulvic area, vulva area of the body, um, polycystic ovarian syndrome, a lot of things. And this story isn't for me to say like, oh, feel bad for me for experiencing these things because it was simply an experience. And I'm so freaking grateful for this experience. Um, but I share these very personal, very specific things because if anyone here is listening and is struggling with something physical, I just want you to know that you are not alone. You are not alone. And I wish I had more people that I could openly have talked about these kind of things. But I was so young and, you know, you're growing up when you're, what, 13, 14, 15, 16. You don't really know who you are. You're not really that comfortable in your own skin yet. So add on to that for me was all of these like weird infections, going to the doctors all the time, being put on so many rounds of antibiotic with ruined my gut microbiome, mind you. So all of these things were kind of uh, connected to one another. And again, it's not about feel bad for me for these things, but I want to share with you just my take on the situation and how what happened to me then was the beautiful, most beautiful, most amazing freaking thing that ever happened to me. And this is part of this podcast, Unbound, right? I'm telling you about all these freaking embarrassing things, pinworms, pneumonia, um, yeast infections all the time, right during like the beginning of my sexual years. Um, Very, very painful sex. Very, very painful. And I don't even remember what the beginning of my comment here was. Um, But... I'm so freaking grateful because this entire experience allowed me to research things that weren't mainstream. And this is not the doctor's fault. And if anyone here is in the medical profession, I love you so much and thank you for doing what you're doing. The doctors who I saw just did not see another way and they only saw the way through antibiotics. And I'm sorry, but that does not work for everybody. It ruined my body, ruined my body, weakened my immune system all of the things. And thank God I love to research things online. That was like one of the best things that I ever, um, I'm still really good at research if anyone needs me to do some, but it allowed me to start researching. And this is really where the doorways opened up. Like I'm seeing this visual of like these white gold doors just kind of like, woo, opening up. And now, mind you, in these moments, I was like, fuck everything, fuck life, this sucks, like, why is this happening to me, this is terrible, yada, yada. But it led me to do my own research. It led me to start to, you know, ask the questions of, well, I'm putting this food in my body, so doesn't it matter, right? If I'm eating something and it's going into my body, nourishing all the cells in my body, then yeah, it actually matters what I'm eating. It matters the mental state in which I'm eating my food. It matters, it really, really matters. So food as nutrition, that's where this started. I loved researching everything about nutrition when I was younger, and I thought I would be some kind of nutritionist, to be honest. Um, But then I was like, ah, it doesn't excite me anymore. (laughs) Um, This led me to Ayurveda. First of all, I was like, oh, cool, a personality quiz. I'm excited. This was maybe in high school that I found Ayurveda. But then I started understanding, okay, well, Pizza imbalance is related to inflammation in the body. I'm having a shit ton of inflammation right now. I'm having, um, in college, I got this salivary gland infection. Now, I've never heard of anything like this, but literally my neck was like 
<laughs> I wish you could see a visual because it was huge. It was so embarrassing. I couldn't swallow, couldn't do anything. And I ended up having an allergic reaction to the antibiotics that they gave me. Um, but when I started understanding that Ayurveda could be a way of healing and I found no healing from what I was being given or what I was being told, you know, I was just like, okay, what's the other way? What's the other way out? And I'll never forget, you know, add on to this entire experience, there were a lot of digestional issues. So I've gotten multiple endoscopies, multiple colonoscopies, like by the age of 17. Um, and I would tell the doctors, I went to the hospital in the middle of the night because I was like, I'm in so much pain, I'm in so much pain, and they just couldn't find anything. And then I went in for a colonoscopy. And at this point, I had started to see like that everything was connected with my health and with this journey. So I started compiling like my medical records. I started compiling all of my um, blood tests that I had gotten that showed all these like Lyme disease co-infections like Babesia, Ehrlichiosis, um, leaky gut, everything, um, Epstein-Barr. And I compiled the information and I brought it to the gastroenterologist. I was like, here, like, this might help you, you know, figure it out. And I will never forget because he literally just took the folder and placed it down and never looked at it. And I was heartbroken. I was literally like, oh, like I can feel it now. It was such a, it was really, really painful because things had started to click for me. And to see that someone wasn't, you know, I was a person in, mentally I was struggling with this. And he didn't give me the time of day. And I was very, very upset. And again, this is not about the medical profession in general, but um, I had a lot of experiences with doctors who didn't have the time to, you know, look at all the connectedness of the physical body because everything is connected. All organ systems, everything is connected. Every single thing is connected. So, you know, something that you're feeling in your stomach isn't just about something you're feeling in your stomach. It is all connected. It is all so, so connected. One thing that really, really did help me on this journey was, and I didn't realize this until years and years and years later, but I had taken solace and comfort in my victimhood. Okay, because, you know, people would feel bad for me. They'd be like, oh, how are you feeling? How are you doing? You know, my parents... Like it was almost a way, and not that I was, I always was shown love and given love um, growing up, but it was almost like this was a special way for me to get attention, which this sounds, that sounds insane, right? That sounds so, so wild. Um, but subconsciously, me staying the victim and me continuing to be sick was an excuse to get out of situations, get out of um, events, to get out of school. It really, really pervaded my life. And again, I didn't realize this until years later, but looking back, there's part of me that I believe, and you can take this for, you know, what works for you. I believe part of me kept myself sick. I kept myself in, in this space. And that's a very hard pill to swallow. And I don't say that that is for, that is everyone's situation, but this is just something that I noticed for myself. And it was very sneaky. Like you wouldn't see this from the outside and be like, you know, she's just playing, she's just playing with us because I was actually in physical pain, which a lot of us are. But an interesting perspective, right? So 
you know, this is a little discombobulated because I don't really know the years. This started in 06, all of these health issues. I was in middle school. Then I went to high school and had these health issues, mostly with um, sex. I had, uh, it was so painful for me. I literally didn't know that sex was supposed to feel good. Like, I didn't know that. I'd go to the gynecologist and they made me feel so freaking shitty. They made me feel so shitty. To the point where I almost wanted to be a gynecologist because I was like, I hope no one ever has to feel this way and no one ever has to feel shamed or embarrassed. And honestly, in talking to many women my age now and probably older, they too have felt shamed or embarrassed going to the gynecologist. I mean, that says something, right? That says something. And also, I was talking to my husband about this last night. Why don't men have to go get their penises looked at? Like, what the heck, right? How does that make any sense that we have to go to the doctor and have all these like invasive procedures and blah, 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 blah. And they don't have a prostate exam until they're 50. This is a two-way street, people, right? Let me know if you're with me on that one. That got me fired up last night. Um, just thinking about it. So we're in high school, you know, I'm having all this pain, yada, yada, I'm on birth control at this point, um, which at that point I had no idea would affect my body in any way, shape or form. Um, so we continue on, we continue on, I get into college and I'm still on birth control. The health issues had died down a little bit with some like weird flare-ups of stomach issues, still some yeast infections, salivary gland infections, um, you know, but it was like manageable at this point. I didn't feel like it was taking over my life compared to when I was younger. And honestly, if you're listening to this and you knew me that at that age, you wouldn't know anything was wrong. Like this was really more of an, in, like I didn't want to talk about this with people because I think I was really, really embarrassed. And then, you know, that goes to the deeper story of, okay, is there shame with your physical body? You know, is there shame? And that's the word that's coming up. Um, and now I, I think back and I'm like, hell no no shame here. Like, I love this body. Like, this body's sexy AF. But I think there are some underlying stories and underlying narratives there. Um, probably not just for me, but for many of us. So if you did know me at that time, you're like, what is she talking about? This is the truth. This is what was happening. Um, now, we are, fast forward to 2014, I was almost graduating college. And I decided to come off birth control. I don't exactly remember. Oh, I was also on the Nuvering, which caused me a lot of sh a lot of shit. So if anyone's on the Nuvering, um, let me know if you also had the same experience. After I came off birth control, I lost my period. And, you know, the doctor is like, that's very normal. Like, blah, blah, has to re-regulate. And I get that. I lost my period for two years. For two years. I did not see my period. And honestly, at that time, I was like, ooh, this is incredible. Like, great. But as year two came around, I was like, wait, you know, I'm getting to the age where I could be married. I could be having children in the next five to 10 years. I understand that my menstrual cycle needs to be regulated for that to happen, right? For me to even be ovulating, for conception to even happen. And that was a concern. I was worried that 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 I wouldn't be able to get pregnant. That was like the true fear because I was always like, oh, I have so many issues down there. Like, yada, yada. That was the story. So in 2016, I went to Ibiza to do my yoga teacher training. And I was the youngest out of everyone. So it felt like everyone was like my mom in a way. <laughs> um, I think I was 23 at the time, 22. And I told them that I hadn't had my period in two years. 
and we basically did like a red tent ceremony where everyone sat over me and like they had me and maybe not everyone but a couple of the women sat with me we made it a very very beautiful ritual they sat with me we meditated on the experience of like blood flowing through your body I love this conversation we could definitely go deep into this um and they had me meditate on the color red and just like this flowing, beautiful, natural, um, you know, womanly gift that we have to allow blood to move through our body and allow us to release every freaking month. Like it's pretty cool. It's really, really cool. Really cool. Let's like destigmatize all of that, please. And it was beautiful. Um, and I kind of had that feeling like, okay, there's something, you know, something was activated within me. There it was another way. And then during that same time, I went to a healer. Her name was Dr. Abby, and she practiced network spinal analysis with me, um, which actually, if anyone's watched Goop uh, with Gwyneth Paltrow, that's what that one doctor was doing. And she asked me, we did some like breath. She kind of tapped in cer certain areas of my body. And she like all of a sudden was like, okay, what's your experience with yourself down there? Like, what is your relationship to that part of your body? And I was like, honestly, it's terrible. Like the relationship is pain. She's like, that's why you don't have your period. And like lights flicker on, like explosions everywhere. It was like, oh shit, I have unhealed trauma with this part of my body. So to safeguard my body, I'm not having a cycle. Pretty wild. Now, I don't think if I had had that experience when I was younger, like I would have got it to that extent. But what a freaking blessing. And no joke, I went home, I got back to the United States like maybe two weeks later, I got my period. And I was like, oh shit. Like dance party, dance party. And to this day, so four years later, it comes regularly every single month. And I love that relationship with my body. And she said, do like a meditation with this part of your body you know, every single day and you will get your period back. And that's literally what happened. And now I see this kind of work going far beyond just like me connecting to my sacred womb area. You know, what if we can connect to all parts of our body and just show freaking love for them, just show love for all parts of our body. Like we are, it's so special to be alive. It's so special to have a body. It's so special to be able to walk, to talk, to speak, to write, to eat food and digest food and assimilate food and have this food, you know, go into every single cell of your body and make you glow. Like that's the intention of food. Food is energy. This energy is coming into your body. So how can we honor our bodies, right? How can we get in tune with our bodies? One of the ways that has helped me so, so much in more recent years is through dance. And I think at my yoga teacher training in Ibiza, we had a, we had a cacao ceremony. And that's also when I was like, ooh, got to incorporate cacao into my life. Um, and, you know, we danced. And there was a story I had had from when I was younger of someone saying like, oh, you're so awkward, Bridget, when you dance. Because I was kind of like skinny and lanky um, when I was growing up. And you know, to this day, it's just about like, F that. I'm going to feel my body. I'm going to love my body. I'm going to move my body. We need to move through things. We move through things. There's a quote that I always say, and the only way out is through. So therefore, those experiences, those challenging, challenging experiences I had when I was younger are the greatest fucking gift I could have ever had in my entire life. Thank God 
I had those situations. Thank God I went through those experiences. Thank God I felt pain. Thank God I felt alone. Honestly, because that gives me so much fucking purpose and so much passion and such a message to bring my work into the world. The reason I host women's circles is because I felt so, so alone on this journey and especially when I was younger because I felt embarrassed to talk about this kind of stuff. I felt truly embarrassed. I don't think I told anyone about the pinworms. I think one friend. I was so mortified, so mortified. And I want to make these kind of conversations normal and to then go deeper and ask us, okay, well, where, you know, is there, where's the trauma? What happened when we were younger? What happened? And give us opportunities to heal because your body is a self-healing freaking mechanism. If you allow it to, if you allow it to be. I'm so fired up about this. We can go so, so deep. But essentially, the true purpose of me sharing this story with you all is to invite you to make your mess your message, to turn your pain into your purpose. Because what if all the challenging experiences you've ever had were simply puzzle pieces to help you on your journey, to make sense of you and this soul incarnation? And that's my truth. It doesn't have to be your truth, but this is simply an invitation. And you deserve you deserve to live your life the way you want to live it and never be told. <sighs> so this journey goes deeper. I'm sure there is more to it, but that feels it feels good to have shared this with you all. And I'm sure that some of you listening have had experiences, health experiences that have been very challenging. So just know that like my heart is with you and I've been there and I love you and find your community because we're not supposed to be on these journeys alone. We're not supposed to be on these journeys alone. Find your people, come to a circle, come to a workshop and let's start like dance parting it out so we can get into our bodies. We're so stuck in our mind. Last night's women's circle had everyone drop into their bodies first so that we can move into our heart space, which is the bridge. And that's how I choose to live. That's how I want to live my life. That's how I want to lead. That's how I want to teach. That's how I want to share. I want to be vulnerable. I want to be honest. I want to be transparent. I want you to all know that I'm not perfect. And I fucking love that I'm not perfect. I love cursing. I love coffee. I love working out. You know, like, let's just be who we really, really are. Share our stories, even if they're challenging. Because guess what? I'm sure if you share your story, you are going to inspire, give permission, send love to someone who's also dealing with the same exact thing. So that's a wrap, peeps. This has been a real, real story. It's got me really, really fired up. So please let me know if this speaks to you on a soul level. Tag me on your story or please send me a message so I know that this really resonated with you because that makes my heart so happy. <laughs> Jen and I will be back next week and we love you all. Get ready for the next freaking level of Unbound. This is going to be a movement, people. Get ready for merch. I'm just going to say all these things. I don't know if Jen and I, we haven't totally talked about it, but she'll love it too. Merchandise, retreats, all the damn things because you deserve to live freaking Unbound. Peace. Love. See you guys later.